Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and waking me up this morning. I also want to thank my loyal listeners and family members who have been very supportive in following me, giving me advice and information and instructions on basically the way the show should be headed and going. So with that being said and without further ado, I want to get started with the show. Now, today's topic is let it go. And I didn't come up with this topic on my own, and I want you guys that are out there that know me or went to Willowbrook, live in Compton, know Pastor Delano Blackwell, I want you to keep him in prayer. Um, Looks like he's doing better, but we still need to pray for him and keep him in prayer. And this topic came into my spirit because when I was on his Facebook page and I saw that that was one of his last um, preaching things that he did was he was talking about the topic, let it go. And I know that I've also spoke on this topic before here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, where you know Tuesday is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where he has also been a guest on the show several times. So I want to talk about this topic. Now, today we're going to be addressing some of the difficulties that many individuals are struggling with as they could be holding on to either someone or something, or it could be something spiritual that could be actually blocking them for many of their blessings. And a lot of times individuals, especially when they come to me for therapy and they're holding on to something, they don't know why they're struggling with letting it go. Now, often things end before we are actually ready to let things go sometimes. We could be holding on to an idea that's actually mentally and emotionally difficult than the reality of just sometimes letting things go. And we're going to be talking about that. Now, the first caller has called in, so let me log this individual on. Good morning. This is. How are you doing? I am doing good. This is Curtis Hoskins. How are you? Curtis, you know what? I thought I was about to send somebody to look for you. I don't know where you've been, but I'm glad to know that you are amongst them. So that is good to know, Curtis. So what has been going on with you? Um, you know, God has been, there's been a lot of things going on. It was a, um older lady that just passed. Her name was Kelly June Petties. She just passed. Uh, they're going to do, they're going to cremate her tomorrow. Um, I felt so bad about everything that had went on with her because she's just a, such a sweet old lady. And then uh, basically her kids pretty much forsaken her. and She came and stayed with us about five months. And I'm happy all of her suffering is uh, over now. And uh, we were living through it and going through it, and I, that's why I had disappeared for a little while. But I'm in a better place because I know she's in a better place right now, and the suffering has ended. Mm-hmm. And she's home with God well, where she belongs. Yeah. And, you know, and I see it that part of me doing the show, even with this topic, is my godbrother is in the hospital, and he's been there for over a week, and he's off and on. Uh-huh. Well, he's been on a venue, but they've been raising up and down. Don't have COVID, but you know he got so many other ailments going on. So you know, and like he was talking about how life is short, tomorrow's not promised, and that's why I wanted to talk about that today. And I'm glad you're back. Let me log on the other caller. 
Good morning. This is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, number ending in 3-2. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you, Lady T. What's been going on with you? Oh, Lord. We've just got a lot to catch up on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, I'm just glad to hear you got your voice. Because I know there has yeah. been a lot of things going on in the world with people. You know, and sometimes yeah. it's like we don't never get a chance to tell people how much we appreciate them. Sometimes and we hold on to things or, you know, things that we should say, we don't say. And um, I'm just glad that you guys are back. And we're going to be talking about this. Now, I want to first start off by saying when people hold on, sometimes they don't realize that they have to let fear go in regards to we're talking about the fear of winning something, the fear of losing something, the fear of hurt, the fear of rejection, and the fear of pain. Now, Lady T, mm-hmm. I can hear in your voice, you got something to say. Is it time we talk about let it go? I'm going to let you start off with it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, you do. You have to let a lot of things go. Just because it will just burden you down, it will hold you down, it will hold you back, it will keep you from, you know, reaching up and grabbing what God has for you. It will just hinder you in every area of your life if you don't let certain things go, including people, things, Mm -hmm. places, everything. Mm -hmm. So it's just you, you have to do it. And sometimes you don't want to because you think, oh, well, you might see a, you know, a little silver lining in the cloud on a certain thing, but then it'll go, the cloud will go right back down. And you got to be like, you know what, this keep popping, so it's, it's not changing. It's been so long, mm-hmm. so let me, let me just let it go. And you, when you let mm-hmm. it go, you have to be able to let it go and not fuss about it, not talk about it, not always bring it up. Because if you're still bringing it up, you haven't let it go. So you just have to let it go, and then when somebody brings it, oh God, please, I, I ain't thinking about that. Let's let's talk about something else, change the subject, and you know, because I can honestly say I've been through that, and I can say right now that I'm so happy I let it go. No burden, sleep good at night, wake up, spend my day smiling and happy and laughing and enjoying life. Girl, sometimes, so, but you know, and you know, because I'm a therapist. And a lot of times individuals come to me, especially with relationship issues, and they hold on to the fact that they've been with the person for a number of years or, you know, they're struggling with memories. And and, and a lot of times, even when I do the 52-week Batters and Adventure program and I work with individuals, whether it's the male as a perpetrator or female as a perpetrator, part of it is, and people Mm -hmm. say, well, why do people stay in toxic, unhealthy relationships? Part of it is because they're waiting on the other person to change. You know, right. they're holding on to just the hope, the, the grief process. And, you know, and we're going to talk about that because if you learn to trust God, you know you will be okay. Mm-hmm. When you learn to trust God, you know that he's not going to leave you nor forsaken you. I was watching because I'm, I'm still up in Compton. I've been in Compton for a couple of days because I'm getting tired of driving up and down, up and down this freeway, so I had to let that go too. Girl, I had a car. I finally got rid of my Buick. I didn't want to let go of my car, Cabby. I donated it to, <laughs> to that one eight seven seven car for kids. So I kept ringing in my head. <laughs> I said, yeah. "Man, I gotta donate my car 
to the farm for kids, you know I'm a pat rag girl. I'm a hoarder. I don't like getting rid of nothing. Right. But I had to dump right. my car. I had to watch them just drive my car off. You know, just even letting go of that. And all I kept doing, that the title. I was like, I paid this amount of money for this car. And this good car wasn't running. They ran in, in a year. I had to let it go, you know. So even yeah. if it's people, sometimes the people that's not bringing, a person's not bringing no value to your life, and they're holding you mm-hmm. down, and you feel like you are in a trauma bond or a stronghold on you, you got to learn how to just walk away. But sometimes, and I yeah. get the fear. I totally understand. I totally understand how you, you count the years that you've been together, but what about counting the years that you could be right. set free? Even that you've been apart. Yes, yes. But, but you know, so, what, you, what I've learned, too, in my experience is that sometimes when you get in that mindset, you know what, when you let it go, you don't know what God will do. God might bring that person back or that thing back, and he, he's going to bring it back restored, polished up, better than it was mm-hmm. when you walked away and let it go. So mm-hmm. just because you let something go, that don't you're just letting go the burden of it, the, the headache of it, the problem of it, and let God restore it because he'll restore it back to his original, you know, better than its original form. Girl, and you'll just be you like, won't wow. even miss a beat. And you'll be you so even miss a beat. And part of it is the fear. Curtis, let's talk about the fear. When we talk about holding on to stuff, and, you know, whether it's a, a memory, it's a, if it's a person, in a relationship, you know, because, like I said, we, we, it's something that we think we're getting out of it, but sometimes God, I remember one time my mother told me about a particular woman, and I let this woman, me and this woman did not get along when we was working together. And when I bought my company, I gave this woman a job because I saw the potential in the woman, and I knew she would be beneficial to helping me with some of the Spanish-speaking clients. My mother looked me dead in my face, and my mother said, Jeanette, with all the hell you went through with this woman, I prayed for this woman to get out of your life, and you brought her back. And see, sometimes we blame things on God, and sometimes it's something we do. We got to take responsibility for what we do what we're doing, why we're doing it, and we need to explore why it's so hard to let go. So, Curtis, let's talk about that fear a little bit. Can you let the listeners know what some of that fear may be, why some individuals have a hard time letting go of it, especially if it's painful? Yes, ma'am. One of the things that the fear does to you, it enables you to continue down a road of destruction because the things that you feel inside of yourself, it keeps you standing still and not able to move, it genuinely hurts. And when you're hurt and you don't understand something, there's a lot of factors that go into this equation when you talk about fear and letting go. Once you start to really embrace fear for what it is, it's false evidence appearing real. But you attach yourself to it even though you know that it's not real. You gravitate towards it. You are giving yourself to the fear. You're, you're enabling yourself to become subject to things that you know that you know better than, but in that moment, it seems like it's the right thing to do. And the reality of it is, once you become emotionally attached to anything and the fear set in, it's very difficult for you to let go. Even if someone sat down and had a sincere conversation with you and you can honestly see what you're doing, 
and know that it's wrong and acknowledge it, but it still allow you to continue to go back to the same place that God had delivered you from because you never uh-huh. ever dealt with the situation the way that you were supposed to deal with it. See, first things first is you embrace the fear for what it is, and you pray and you ask God to help you overcome the things that are fearful in your life and help you get a better understanding about the things that are truly going on with you because a lot of the fear is perpetuated by what everybody else thinks about us, not what we think about ourselves. And you're so afraid of someone, oh, well, I thought you knew better than this, and I thought you this, and you're adjusting for any and everybody's opinion, and you lose total identity of self. And it's a part of the fear factor. When you start to lose identity of yourself based off of what someone else thinks about you, because it's so important for you to be on that level per se, but what level are we really talking about? We're talking about your life. What's keeping you standing still? What's making you continue to go back and forth and fighting within yourself about something that you know that you could change? You see, now you have to get on your knees and you have to be humble and you have to ask God, God, I've lost my way. I need you to help me find my way back because the things that I am doing, I know better, but God, help me do better. Help me get a better understanding for the things that I don't understand. Help me hold on and be strong and stand up and be that man, be that woman, Father, that you wanted me to be. It will come to you, but you have got to embrace the fear for what it is and still stand in the same breath and call it out for what it is. I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I have got to stand up. If I don't make a difference in my life, who's going to make a difference in my life? I know that my father has never forsaken me, and everybody that I've dealt with that hurt me in some type of way. It scared me in the same sense because of the things that we see that go around in our life that we choose not to be involved in. You out of Compton, you know exactly what I'm saying. You've seen so many things that were fearful, but at the same time, it's the element that we live in. It's the things that mm-hmm. we choose to give back to people. We can't allow that anymore, Jeanette. We can't allow it, it is, anymore. It, it really, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. And part of me being here today is I've taken on a different role in some of the work that I'm doing to where I'm, even though I'm seeing a lot of clients via telehealth, but I'm getting a lot of calls from people that want family intervention. And it's funny because I remember when I had the ability and the opportunity to do something similar when um, this lady, Sarah Porter, was alive. And I'll never forget watching Yana Van Zandt show, Yana changed my life. And I called Ms. Porter, who's gone, and it was hard for me to let her go because she was, I, I'd always looked at her as a grandmother figure, a, you know, a spiritual advisor, a woman in leadership. She was a woman pastor. But I'll never forget one day I told her, I said, you know, I watched that show, and um, I know I could do that. She told me, she said, baby, that was why I wanted you to meet with Oprah and Ayanna years ago, and I didn't do it. And it's funny because now I'm getting phone calls from people wanting me to come into their home and do intervention. So I'm here because I didn't want to be driving back and forth, back and forth. So as I'm going into these families' home and I'm making sure I'm implementing safety, but I'm also using my godly wisdom to try to help restore these families because they're in pain and they need some help, and they're reaching out to me. So I just took on a whole different realm of what I normally do. Now, one of the things that I want to talk about 
and we're talking about pain because part of the what people are holding on to is pain. And one of the most painful things is pain of the past. And a lot of times because okay. even when you've changed your life, you've turned your life over to God, some people don't want to let you go. They want you to keep doing what you used to do, go where you used to go, talk the way you used to talk, do the things you used to do. And you're like, no, I can't do that no more. Now, I want to give you guys some information, and it talks about here are five of the most powerful ways to stop holding on to the pain of the past. And this was actually written by an individual by the name of Tony um, Frankly, and he posted this, and he talks about the emotional unrest in regards to how we have to release things and let things go. Yesterday is gone, and there's nothing you can do to bring it back. And you shouldn't have done some things, and we know that. I mean, we all got some things that we we shouldn't have done. And that's why when I was listening and watching Delano preach that day, son, um, Tammy, and he was talking about letting some things go, because, you know, Delano was notorious for throwing stuff up in my face. But we we fought like real sisters and brothers in real life over the past. Now, we have to learn to renew ourselves and release that attachment because today is a new day. Even though tomorrow is not promised, if we live to see tomorrow, we need to thank God for that and let it be, let it be, be done. Okay, now, holding on, were you saying something, Tammy? I like it. Uh, holding on to pain may be a kind of clenching, like um, hot cold, wishing that you don't get burned. And each time the painful memory is recalled is brought to life by inviting the past into the present, meaning we do that. And a lot of times we've experienced in relationships, we experience it being in sin, we experience some of the things we've done, some of the places that we used to go. But I want to give you guys some information as we talk about this is some of the things that individuals can do, and we're going to be probably repeating some of this, because your story is your testimony, and, and that, is, that is for real, because we all got a testimony. Now, as we're going through some of this stuff, the first thing we have to do is make a commitment. We have to commit to let some things go. And, and get back to why do we cling to the pain, because there is nothing you can do, like I said, about what happened, nor do we have to judge ourselves or blame others for the way we feel. Because sometimes we get caught up in that, that blame game. But we have to learn to make a commitment, meaning, you know what, I'm not going to tolerate this no more. I don't want to live like this no more. I'm going to set boundaries with individuals. I'm going to start loving on me. I'm going to make that commitment. Tony or, I mean, not, not Tony, um, Curtis or Penny, what do you guys, what do you guys want to start off talking about with this commitment, making that commitment? to let it go, because sometimes we go back and forth like a seesaw. Well, I'll tell yeah. you that, um, Tammy, you want to go ahead? I'll wait. Oh, okay. It's hard for me to talk. I'm in, I'm in the store, and i got to have my mask on. But, yeah, when you when you commit to letting go, then you're just, you're just committing to uh, making your life better. You're just releasing a lot of things off of you, and I'm telling you, when 
do that, it frees up your time. You have more time with God, more prayer time, you know, just more time to just be with him, to dwell with him in his presence, to read his word, and it betters you. It, it, it enhances your ability. It enhances your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding. It lets you know that your perception is different. When you look at things, you don't see it as it, you normally would have. And um, it just changes a lot of things. It changes, it changes your focus on things. It changes your mindset. You're not so quick to jump to the negative. You look at the cup half full instead of half empty. It's just amazing when you start to let things go how you think differently. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, is, that's what we need to do. Very important. Okay, Curtis, what, what do you got to say about as it relates to the, making that commitment? Well, one of the things is is that when we talk about making a commitment to ourselves and actually letting everything go, once you commit to yourself, remember everything is a correlation of events that's actually happening in your life. So when you talk about the commitment, you also have to bring that fear factor. And there was damage that was done in the past. The one thing that we have to really gravitate towards more than anything outside of Jesus is remember, yesterday was yesterday. Five minutes ago was five minutes ago. It's so sad to see people in their life right now today actively taking a backpack for everything that did happen in the past and putting it in there and carrying it. You can't carry mm-hmm. that. We were supposed to surrender those burdens and give them to God. But you void out mm-hmm. your future. As long as you continue to talk about the past, you can't change it. There's nothing you can do about it. And I understand that it was very tragic because each and every one of us on this phone, on this radio station right now, and God is all witness, have experienced devastating pain, devastating loss, things we wish we wouldn't have done, things we would like to change. But we can only go forward from here. We have to acknowledge the fact that we've been blessed by all Father to continue to do better. Did you hear what Jeanette said? My business has expanded. I've moved to new areas. But how does she get to moving to new areas? Because she let the old be the old and let the new be the new. Let the past be the past and let the present be the present. There is no other way. And if you're looking for a way out outside of God, there's no way because he's the only one that can deliver you from the trials and tribulations of the past. And if you live in today, that meant that all Father has done his work. He's done his part. That was then and this is now. Now we have to let go. We can't allow the fear, the pain, the misery, and the heartache to dictate and, and take command of all life. When we say that we serve God, and just because we're talking about God the way we do, he works in everybody else's life different. I know that all three yeah. of us on this phone and on this line, we're only here because of all, Father, because the things that we've dealt with and the things that we've seen in our life. But one thing that we all have in common, we trusted and believed in our Father, and we let go and we let God, and we let God take control of the situation because sometimes we think we're driving and we got everything all down and we got it all locked and we're all good. It's not true. Because it's just a false evidence appearing real. There go that fear again. Now, all I'm going to tell you right now in closing is that God is the most incredible being that you ever want to encounter in your life. And the change that he invoked in your life, nobody can do it. Nobody but Jesus. And I'm here to tell you right now, ex-gang member, drug dealer, all of the above, 
every single thing, how not having a father to being the best father that I know that I can be only through the grace of God, never forsaking mine. And when I was forsaken from the beginning, remember the correlation. I never had a dad, but I'm a good dad. Now, what did I do? I let go of the past and gravitated towards the future because I can only go forward from here. I can't go back and looking back all that pain and all that heartache. We just can't do it. We just have to make a real commitment to ourselves in front of our father to do the things that we know that's necessary to be done in our life. Well, I want to I want to speak on something else. I want to let the caller know. Someone keeps calling in, and they call in and hang up, call in, hang up. I was about to get to you, but you hung up before I was able to get to you. So if you want to call back because you have something to say, I want you to know that this is a platform for you to be able to share, for you to be able to let some things go, because part of letting it go is to be able to talk about it, and which is the next thing I'm going to talk about is we have to acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge whether it was the pain or whatever it is, but you got to acknowledge that. And a lot of times individuals struggle with stuff because they don't want to acknowledge it or they go into denial or some type of defense mechanism. We make excuses for it, and other people are listening, and they're looking at you like, um, you know, you could do better. And even when you acknowledge it, you also got to acknowledge the resources that you have available. Because part of this, when we talk about acknowledge, is that we don't want to regret the difficult experience. Like I said, I thank God for the things that I went through because it helped me to become a better person to where, like I said, it was over probably, ooh, I know it was about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I was talking to Ms. Porter, and I was watching Iyana fix my life, and then now I got to go in and do work like Iyana was doing. The only difference is I'm not going in with a camera crew. I'm going in with all of me and what I got to give the blessed folk, you know. But and it makes a difference that people are reaching out saying, "Hey, Jeanette, we need your help." You know, "Hey, we need to do an intervention." Hey, Jeanette, I, can you come over to? And I mean, and I don't like going to nobody's house. Tell me, you know, I don't like going, especially if they ain't got no food. So <laughs> I know I'm to show up when there's food around, and especially with this pandemic. But I got to God, when I'm going out, and like I told we're going to meet outside in the front yard, we all have to wear masks, you know, and i got to be able to use wisdom as I'm doing these things. But we have to acknowledge the pain. A lot of times, individuals find it hard to let go because they numb the pain. They get stuck in the pain. And they see it, but they don't know. Sometimes they can even stop feeling it. It just becomes normal. Kimmy, can you speak on that a little bit as we acknowledge the pain in regards to why sometimes it can be difficult to let go because it becomes so normal to us? Yes. Yeah, but that's what you have to do. You have to be able to, you know, be able to let go of that pain because, you know, if you hold on to it, it makes it worse. Sometimes when you don't let go, and um, it could be you. You could be the problem because of because of the pain you're feeling, you're making the situation worse. You're always commenting. You're always saying negative things. You're always doing And that's because you're not letting go. And, you know, so you have to. And when you acknowledge the pain, you can talk about it. There's a lot of things I've been through. And once I've accepted it, I'm able to talk freely about it without crying, without nothing. And I can talk with confidence, with my head up, and not be ashamed about it or anything. And not care mm-hmm. what anybody thinks because it's my walk. So now I can talk about it. And I can reveal it, and it's going to help someone else with their situation. And it's going to help them be able to let go and to move forward and to move on. 
So, I mean, yeah, and, and there's a lot of pain involved with that, with not letting go. So mm-hmm. it's very important to let certain things go because you just got to know that God, whatever you're letting go, God is going to replace it. If God takes something from you, he always has something better. So Girl, just don't be afraid of the letting go. I remember reading something. Somebody gave me the book, and it was talking about um, looking for your Boaz or finding your Boaz or something, and it was something about how you so busy with your – it's, it's going to be hard for God to bring you your Boaz when you with your Bozo, you know? Right, <laughs> like, right. Wow. You know, and we do. We think we get comfortable. We just think, oh, well, this is the best I can do, or, you know, it's the only place I can live, or it's the only job I can have. And No, mm-hmm. no. Sometimes we got to know when to walk away, when to lay down our burdens and trust God. And that goes back to what you just was just talking about, Tammy, in regard to acceptance. Because only by acceptance of the past can you alter it. Because like you said, we're going to be dealing with pain all throughout our life. Teacher called me oh, earlier and told me, girl, I got to tell you this one. Now, you know the dog's been missing for six months, right? What? Somebody, our dog's been missing. The dog that Tisha bought that you gave mm-hmm. her the link to, the dog been gone for six mm-hmm. months. I didn't realize in six months. Teacher said, Mom, there's a dog dead down the street. And she said, it looked like Daisy. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want to walk down the street and see no dead dog. She said, I was wondering if Daisy was trying to find her way back home and got hit by a car. But it's been six months since the dog been there. So I was going up and down the street, threatening the neighbors and trying to figure out who took my dog and everything. But it's been six months, and now there's a dog look like Daisy on the corner on the side of the curb, deceased. Uh, so she was like, I think the dog has moved before Ryder get back because I don't want Ryder to see that. So, you know, and we had accepted that Daisy was gone. You know, we looked at the pound, but I just hope that that that, 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 that's not her on the corner. I really do. Now, the next thing is releasing after we accept. When we learn to release things and the past was always there inside of us, it can help us to make us figure out who we are. Like you said, Tammy, when you learn to let some things go, let some people go, let some things go, you get to learn to be in touch and and, and basically, I want to say, elevate your relationship with your God, with your higher power, with your Heavenly Father. Because a lot of times, we have so many, when I look at the stuff that we got and the clutter we have, it's a distraction. It could be an annoyance. It could be a hindrance. It could be things sometimes blocking us from our blessing that we just don't want to let go of. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that in regards to releasing things, just just like breathing, just to let it go, just this process, letting it go. How was the release for you, Curtis, of things go? How did you learn the process of releasing some of the pain, the people, the places, the the bad habits, the behaviors, releasing it? Yeah. Because some people get with that release. Now, the one now the one thing about releasing and letting go that means, and remember, I keep telling the callers and everybody who's listening, 
It's a correlation that all wraps together. In order for me to move forward and to have a future, I have to release the pain and all the mental anguish and all the things that I have been through. Even though it's a part of me, I don't have to keep it relevant in my life because it's the past. I have got to be able to let go and let God and continue my journey forward because it's very difficult and easy in the same sense, difficult and easy for you to take the things that you went through in the past and continue to move forward with those feelings and those emotions in that process. But that's the wrong process because you can't possibly move forward if you're still bringing everything from the past into your future. You void out mm-hmm. any future or any chance of ever having anything good in your mm-hmm. life. As you sit there and you pray and you ask God to deliver you and do the things that he's done, he's done it already. Everybody who's listening to us on this call right now today, God has already done it because you're here. So the things that you went through, leave them where they are. And if it's difficult for you just to let go and let God, pray and ask God to help deliver you from that burden that you continue to carry. And in his word, he tells you, give your burdens to me. They were never meant for us to carry. The trials and tribulations mm-hmm. that we go through in our life, and I'm talking about me, the only way that I can move forward was to surrender and let everything go because I wanted things to be different. I could want things to be different, but if I don't do different, then I guess I ain't not going to get different. You see, and it sounds like it was a tongue twister. It's reality. It's a reality <laughs> check for all of us. Oh, I want something mm-hmm. different, but I'm not going to do anything different, but my life's going to be better, but I'm not going to do anything to make my, better, my life better, but I'm going to sit here and continue to wallow in the sorrow and the misery and the pity that I have been through that I'm still living today that God has delivered me from. How does that work? It's real simple. It'll never work. In the confusion, it's, it's a false, it's an illusion, and this is where the illusion comes in at. The illusion comes in because you believe in everything that you're feeling in your heart to be true. That's the past. It was. It's not the same anymore. You have got to let go and let God and move forward in your life the way I've done, the way my father helped me because I couldn't have did it by myself. My father helped me, and I know now that I'm absolutely free of the things that I did in the past. Can I reflect on them at any moment I want to in my life? I can because they happened to me. But at the same time, I can't carry that dead weight with me mm-hmm. and moving forward. Can you see how the journey is going to be more difficult if you take the weight and carry it with you? Because you voided out everything, and you're saying that I believe in God. Well, if you believe in God, then just trust him right now and let go. Don't be afraid. It's going to be all right. You have to commit to yourself because, remember, you're going to hear me say it all the time. The correlation is in everything that we say from one topic to the next because when you all put it together, it's this thing called life that we're all living right now. And God knows in heaven we're trying to give back and do the best we can. And I appreciate God for blessing Jeanette the way he has so that she gets up and exposes everything for what it is and try to help those that might not be able to help themselves and I'll always do my part. And I love you, and I sure hope that God continues to open these doors the way he's opened them, because I know you're not going to leave anybody behind. This is why she just asked. Don't call in and hang up. You will call in. She want to hear you. She gave you the platform by the grace of God. God has done this. Everybody out there that's listening today, anytime you want to call in, 
You know the number. Give it to him, Jeanette. Tell him to call in. It is 516-387-1914. And if you're struggling with something and you don't know how to let it go, give us a call. Let's talk about it. You don't even have to tell us your name. I just normally just say the last two numbers of the phone number so you know that I'm talking to you, even though I know most people don't know their own phone number. I know I don't sometimes. Now, I also want to bring up something as we talk about as this, with this process of letting things go is forgiveness. Forgiveness is huge, but a forgiveness is something that's a gift that you can give yourself because you have to also learn self-forgiveness. One of the things that I had to learn in regards to letting people out of my, go out of my life was I had to realize that they just didn't know no better. And I had to realize also that where God was taking me in life, a lot of individuals wasn't prepared to go with me. And it wasn't that I would ignore people. It wasn't that I think I'm better than anyone or anything of that nature. I just had to realize that their journey was not my journey. Like I said, I'm sitting in Compton right now to where I remember when I was 18, I couldn't stay in this city. I couldn't wait to get away from here. And it seems like now I spend more time in Compton than I do in my own doggone house. But I'm finding that people in the city of Compton are needing my help and they're reaching out to me, so I had to come back. I didn't say I live 80, 100 miles away, I can't do I don't make excuses. I do what I have to do because that way what I do for God will last. Now, when we start talking about just forgiveness and the act of forgiveness, I had to, and I'm saying this, but I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive my negative attitude. I had to forgive myself because I had to realize that even though what I was seeing in the city that I was living in, it wasn't the city within itself. It was the people that was in the city that was destroying the city, and at the time I didn't get it. And I also had to realize that I couldn't run from it, and I used to always say I don't want to die out here, but I know that some individuals have lost hope. And if they have, and if some of the things you have to let go is your negative attitude, forgive yourself for the way you were thinking. Because I always say when you know better, you do better. And sometimes people just don't know no better. And when they say hurt people, hurt other people, you do. A lot of times individuals get caught up in toxic relationships with toxic people, and they see the good in them that they don't even see in themselves. But sometimes that may not be the healthiest relationship for you, so you have to learn how to let that go and forgive yourself. Don't call yourself names. Don't remind yourself of the names that the person called you or told you these things about you because a lot of that is so not true. So when we start talking about forgiveness and why it's so important in regards to letting it go, because if you don't forgive it could turn into anger. It could turn into resentment. It could turn into bitterness. And when you hold it on to all of that, that goes back to Curtis, what you were talking about, putting it in your suitcase. So, Tammy, or your backpack, Tammy, let's talk about letting it go and forgiveness. How, as a woman, and being, and how do you, how did you learn how to forgive? Because sometimes women, women, wow. it's hard for us to yeah, it is. It is hard for us to give because as women, when we deal with something and we're going through something and somebody hurt us, we go through the crying, we go through the heartache, the pain, we go through the losing weight, we go through the different phases, not eating, you know, we go through all of that. But once we make it through that, we are able to get forgive because if we say, you know what, I don't care, I forgive you. No, we don't really forgive because we're still upset, we're still hurt. And we still just talk about it. But when we are over all that, 
and we can go to that person and we can say, you know what, I forgive you. And even though they're still doing what they're doing, you say, I forgive you for that. And you can still be cordial with them. You can still talk to them. You can see them. Girl, and them. Right. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> have a good day. You know, you can still do all that. And you know what? It's going to hurt them more than they then it hurts you. It's not going to hurt you at all. It's going to hurt them because it's going to bring up how they hurt you, you know, because mm-hmm. they see that you've moved on and that you're doing good and that you're apologetic and that you forgive them for real, that it's from your heart and it's not fake. It's not just words. It's just not, you know, no meaning. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, you know, yeah. that is so because, like I said, as a woman, sometimes when you hurt and by somebody that you trust and you feel betrayed, Sometimes it is hard to let things go. Now, you talked about don't want to eat, lose no weight. That will never happen to me because I ain't going to let nothing piss me off that bad where I can't eat. So I ain't never experienced that part. <laughs> but the thing is, girl, I'll be like, you ain't going to take away my appetite. That ain't going to happen. So but the thing is, I know that people grieve differently and they hold on to, to different things, and especially the closeness of how uh, who that person is. And it don't have to be a dating relationship. Sometimes people got toxic parents to where sometimes they got to let go of that childhood trauma. They got to let go of the abuse that they've endured. They got to let go of the people that have walked out of their life. You know, they got to let go of the homes that they've lost, the jobs that they've lost. No matter what it is, there's a reason why you got to let that stuff go because holding on to that. And like I said, with me, it was my attitude. I had to let go of that attitude I had because it wasn't getting me nowhere and was running people away from me because, and I didn't even realize it. And like I said, and then you have to learn how to forgive yourself. And part of that is when we start talking about that and, and there is no right and there is no wrong, but it's like, how is that working for you? And then you have to learn how to rebuild your trust, rebuild trust. Now, I asked Tammy about it from a woman's perspective. Curtis, what about from a male's perspective in regards to the forgiveness? Because sometimes men can hold on to things, too. And I found a lot of, she's talking about being a father. A lot of times fathers hold on to guilt. They hold on to not being able to provide the way they may want to provide. And it's not like they want to leave their children. Sometimes they think that their children are better off without them, and they walk away. And it's not that they're letting their kids go, but let's talk about it from even from a male's perspective of forgiveness. Well, when it when it comes down to the male, um, they pride, their ego has a lot to do with it, and it dominates majority of their thought process, and it always backfires. It doesn't, that ego and that pride, it doesn't take Oof. you where you would like to go. It doesn't, it doesn't give you the things that you really want because you'll find yourself based off your ego and your pride and doing something that now, that just made the situation even more difficult and more toxic than it was before you initially engaged on it. Because for mm-hmm. men, you know how powerful they are and they love to talk and, oh, I'm going to provide and I'm going to this and I'm going to that, and things might not necessarily work out the way that they intended it to. Now they feel ashamed or embarrassed. There's nothing to be ashamed about. You tried to do the best that you could as being that man, 
and it just didn't work out, and you have to take ownership. When you fall down, you just get back up. I know it hurts when you when you fall down in front of your family. I'm talking from my perspective and the things that I've experienced, and I want to share that. I had a surgery, a horrific surgery, had 87 staples in my back. I couldn't walk. I had to learn how to use the bathroom all over again. I'm getting a check in the mail. I was so prideful in everything I was able to provide for my family and everything. And when God humbled me, because I wasn't using God, I kept saying, well, I did this and I did that. Okay, well, now I know that it was all God the whole time. And the fact that I put myself in a position to where he had to show me, because that's the only thing that I could think about, because I was so prideful and I was just so gung-ho on everything that I was doing and I was able to accomplish. I did this, I did that. When an accident happened, I find myself being as humble as I've ever been before in my life and really starting to really understand what the true essence of being a real man is. A real man is always going to be the first to line up to apologize, to admit that he was wrong. A real man is going to stand there and be responsible even when things are not going the way that he wanted them to go and be able to give that explanation to their family, regardless if it hurts you or not, because you have people that are depending on you as a man to come through. And things don't always work out the way you intend them to. But it's no need to let your pride and your ego and being jealous because of things that you see that's going on in other people's family, harboring all those ill feelings and those nasty thoughts in your mind just transcends into you failing. It doesn't do anything good for you. You have got to just accept the way that things are. Let them go. Give them back. Have that hard conversation. And if a tear rolled down and you're talking to your wife and your kids and you all in a financial situation and you have not the food that you want or you can't pay the bill that you want, the one thing that you do have is that you have the truth. You have got to speak the truth and stand on it and hold it for what it is, not what you want it to be. And the sooner you start to realize just being the man that you can be and being the best man doesn't mean that things are always going to go good. There's going to be some horrific situations that happen along the way, but you've got to take ownership regardless because your children are watching you. Your wife is watching you. They're watching the way that you conduct yourself. And when Jeanette was talking about the issues and the dysfunction in the home, it has to start with the father and the things that he do. And it's okay. Remember when we were talking about the past, it comes right back. The correlation is real. Here we are talking about the past. The things that the father experienced have no business in what him and his family is doing right now. You can draw the conclusion and bring the things together, but show your family and your loved ones how you deal with issues in your life as opposed to holding it in. It'll be all right. You can go out and talk to your friends quicker than you can with your wife and your children. That's a shame because they're not living with you every day. They're not there going through the issues that you're going through at home. You cannot separate that and run and take comfort in the conversation with your homeboys versus having that conversation with your wife and kids. Can you see the abandonment? Can you see the issues that you're causing? Those are from you as being a man. And if you were going to do anything and you have issues about it, sit down and do what I did. I dropped down on my knees and let those tears flow, and I asked God to help me because I'm lost right now. I want to be a good daddy. I want to be a real man. I know that I have issues. 
help me through those issues. You're going to have to surrender to somebody. So I would rather surrender to God because you can't do it alone. And Jeanette has Mm -hmm. given everybody the platform to be able to call in and the things that you don't know, you'll hear them in the conversation and not, Either one of us, Tammy, myself, or Jeanette, are not afraid of any conversation that anybody wants to have because we've experienced things, and we would like for you to share that with us at any given time. You call in and you speak to Jeanette. Jeanette, give them that number again. Hopefully the person that was trying to call in just call back. 516-387-1914. Because you know what? You spoke on something, and I was talking about attitude, and a lot of times individuals don't realize how heavy pride can be and how sometimes individuals hold on to the machismo, they hold on to the pride, they hold on to the ego, and they don't even realize it, that that could be a hindrance blocking them, like I said, from their blessings sometimes. And Tammy, I see your call has dropped. I know you said that you were shopping. I want to thank you for joining us, though, Tammy. I appreciate you, so I want you to know that. But when we start talking about letting go Letting go also means finding these invisible emotional barriers. And that is huge because with what we're dealing with with COVID-19, with kids going back to school and trying to let some of this stuff go and trying to turn things over to other people, like you said, we got to learn to go back and start trusting God, especially when we start talking about these invisible barriers, meaning bringing them into awareness and then struggling against them It means challenging irrational, unproductive thinking until you can get your head on straight. It also means facing up to your fears and then calling on your courage and your character to face it. And it means confronting your passionate attachment to a past or whatever it is and reducing it from being such a big barrier to making it something to where it's not as irrelevant in your life. And then when you do that, it leaves you room in your heart for something new, which is what we're talking about. Because we know, like we talked about with letting something go, it could be a specific behavior. We talked about relationships. We talked about a lot of different things. We talked about pain. We talked about pain of the past. But when we start talking about letting these things go, and I'm going to give you guys some information, and it comes from Psychology Today. And they talk about, even with letting things go, they give six steps of actions to take. When we start talking about letting things go and we want to plan for our future, anchor yourself in your future, meaning it is hard to let go of the past in the absence of a positive view of tomorrow. Sometimes individuals say, well, if I let this go, what am I going to have? If I change my ways from this, what is that going to look like? If I go and I, and, and that goes back into that fear and that doubt. But when you anchor yourself in your future, see what you want your future to be. You know, plan that out sometimes. And I know they always say if you want to make God laugh, tell them your plan. But I'm going to ask you, Curtis, when you anchor yourself in your future, what does your future look like to you? Because we know brighter days are coming. But tell me about anchoring yourself in your in the future. When When I sit down and I think about anchoring myself in the future, the things that people won't say, I will definitely say right now, and that is is that the things that have happened in my past cannot dominate or should not have any role in my future and my anchor, because if I anchor myself to the things I went through, 
it just voids out everything that I'll ever do and everything I'll ever be because God has already delivered us. Because right now, this moment, for all the listeners that's listening, all the things that you've been through, he's already delivered you from. So moving forward, anchor yourself into trust and believing that God will deliver you. Anchor yourself in believing in yourself and know that there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be mm-hmm. issues that arise. Anchor yourself in being truthful to yourself and not lying and staying motivated. I know it's difficult to stay motivated when you're hit with so many things that's going negative. That is exactly why we turn to all Father and say, Jesus, help me to get through this because I've lost my way, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Another thing, Curtis, I want to talk about, talk about last week is we got to learn it. And with this part thing, and when we talk about discarding, it does it's downside. A lot of us need to downside some things in our life. You know, people are talking about in regards to you know not getting their unemployment check or unemployment being reduced. We gotta learn to discard some things. We gotta learn, like I said, downside. Let some things go that's not necessary in our path. Look at our circumstances. Think about what you need versus what you want. That's a whole enough way of downsizing. Don't take some things. You gotta let go of some of this clutch. We have to. And also. When we start repairing some of the things that have been done in our lives, in our relationships, you basically, you got a lot of people that are going to Because it was very muffled and mumbled, and I was trying to get you to, to, to let you know that we can't hear you. So if you can hear me now um, with the background noise, but we couldn't hear what you were saying. Now, we start also talking about, and I was talking about discarding some things and making repairs in our life. And I know Curtis was talking about some of the things, but we couldn't hear what he was saying. But one of the solid ways to get past the past, we talk about restoring things and repairing things, is 
to become or to better a whole, when we talk about those relationships, like I said, when we learn to let some things go and we learn to also make some amends, and even with making amends, it really means anything is concrete sometimes when we're talking about certain things. But when you make amends, and it kind of goes back to the forgiveness, and it sounds like where, where Curtis was going, I'm going to click him back on, is transform your narrative. You know, we are our story, but not so much the story of the events in our lives, but we are the, the story tells ourselves about the role we play in those events. And I'm going to click him back on, so hopefully he realized what I was saying. Can you hear me now, Curtis? 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 Oh, Lord, I don't know what's going on with Curtis. So when we start talking about these things and letting things go, I want to check some of my Facebook and social media outlets just to see if any of anyone had any questions to relate to this. And also, I want to say we got to learn to be present. We got to learn if you want, don't want to be in the past, you don't have to go back in the past. You have a choice. Once you and God have delivered you from some things that have set you, set you free, you can learn to let that stuff go and accept the fact that you've let it go because you don't want to feel that pain anymore. Now, I, we talked about some things, and I want to read this and talk about there comes a point in all of our lives when we need to let go. We need to, like we talked about, let go of the pain. We need to let go of the past. We need to let go of the hurt. And we didn't get a chance to talk about this that much, but the unmet expectations. And that is huge in a lot of people's lives when we talk about unmet expectations, the loss of hope, the loss of dreams. Because, you know, like they said, the only place where people are not dreaming anymore is in the cemetery. You know, we're watching a lot of our loved ones die. We the coronavirus is taking a lot of lives. You know, there's so much stuff going on. And we cannot possibly continue to move forward in our lives if we're constantly holding on to things that we need to let go of. So that's why yeah. it is so important. There are some benefits. So I want to read the benefits of letting go. And even if it's a grudge, even if it's a bitterness, and we talked about even with the forgiveness, but we let go of some things, we can have healthier relationships. When we let go of some things, it can improve our mental health. It can lead to less anxiety, less stress, less hostility, because some of us need to let go of some stress. It can lower many of our blood pressure because a lot of individuals are so stressed out you know, they're dealing with diabetes, they're dealing with cancer, they're dealing with a lot of different things because they wouldn't let some things go. They can have fewer symptoms of depression, a stronger immune system. They can have improved heart health and improved self-esteem because part of not letting go of things and holding on to it, it actually will hinder your self-esteem. Now, Curtis, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me, Curtis? Okay, so you was on yes, one. You can hear a word you were saying. Now, we only got a minute oh, left on the show, and you were just mm. talking, talking, talking. I'm talking. You ain't hearing a word I was saying. But what I'm do sorry. you want to leave this with as we talk about let it go? 
because we know it's not easy. God didn't say it was going to be easy. But he also said, cast your cares onto me. Like you talked about taking things to prayer, letting things, just learn, yes, knowing what and when to walk away, knowing when enough is enough. But what do you want the list to leave the listeners with as we talk about let it go? Well, what I want to leave the listeners with is that God is all able, but the things that we hold on to, they're not going to hold it on to because, like we've been saying throughout the conversation, we have got to let go. Because if you don't let go, there is no future for you because you've already voided it out because you are allowing your past to dominate the present time. You will not stop carrying the things that God has already delivered you from because you wouldn't be listening to us today if our Father hadn't delivered you. So why would you hold on to it when you know there ain't nothing but death and destruction attitudes, anger, all the things that we all try to deal with to the best of our ability, the attitudes. You heard, Jeanette, I had a bad attitude. So did I. And all of us go through these trials and tribulations, but there's one thing that's different. We've given ourselves to God, and we ask God to help us let go, and we're going to anchor ourselves to God because that's the best anchor that we could ever have because he's never let any of us down. And in closing, please just take the time to reflect on what God has done for you and where he's brought you from, and then you'll start to see the future that he has prepared for you. That's true. Well, again, I want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I won't be back till Monday, and I want to talk about protecting our children because we, we talked about parents' responsibilities. We talked about a lot of different things. You know, we're getting conflicting information, whether it's coming from the White House or the school districts. And a lot of people just don't know what to do. But as a parent, as a community, even me as a grandmother, we got to start protecting our babies. So let's talk about, or I will be talking about on Monday at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio at 12 p.m., protecting our children. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you, Curtis. And you keep in touch, okay? Yes, ma'am. And until next week, remember, you got this. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.